Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Big Hitters podcast. Uh, today it's a Game Week 32 preview podcast for you. Um, as you might have noticed, we're without Ludo. Unfortunately, his network is very, very bad. So he can't actually be on this one, uh, which is a shame. Um, we have got a deadline stream coming for you on Friday night again. It's another Friday deadline. Uh, so make sure you join us for that. Uh, got Jake here as well. Hello, Jake. Hello. And then another thing to say is a reminder to subscribe to us on YouTube, The Big Hitters FPL, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Big Hitters FPL. And we also have our own fantasy Premier League league, uh, which the code to join is 01TOQK. I've got quite a few members now, up to 28. And competition is heating up at the top. So if you think you have a chance at winning that uh, or doing better than me in 11th, then uh, make sure you join. Or, yeah, I think Ludo's not doing very well, is he? He's in, like, 19th. Check. Yeah. I've dropped down as well. I'm in 8th now. I'm in 11th. Jake's in 8th. And Ludo is 17th. So, yeah. Right. First up, let's talk about how Game Week 31 went, which I know for Jake didn't go very well. But for Ludo, uh, we'll show you his team. We'll just talk about it for a bit. It went very well. 64 points, minus 4, yeah. so 60. Five at the back, serving him well. Yeah, I know. And auto serve. Yeah. He got a bit lucky with that, I think. Yeah, and 460th, sorry, 460,000th, sorry, in the world, which is not too bad. Yeah, he got Watkins and Suchek off the bench, and his captain yeah. on KDB turned into a vice on Kane, who blanked. But a very, actually, very good week for Ludo. Right then, on to Jake's week. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Not great. So, um, minus eight hit as well. So that's 30 points. And that's all about nearly five millionths, which obviously not quite as good as Ludo. But yes, none of my transfers paid off. So, Phillips, uh, um, who I just brought in, blanked. Jota, who I just brought in, blanked. At, cat, sorry, I captain Jota as well. So that was pretty disappointing. And Azpilicueta, who I just brought in, blanked as well. And overall, throughout the whole week, I only got four returns, <laughs> which is pretty disappointing. Hey. Yeah. Me. My bench did um, pretty well, actually. Um, I mean, I had Cresswell first on my bench, you'd thought would have been the best option, who ended up getting zero points, um, getting a yellow card, and then not even playing up to 60 minutes, which is the first time he's been subbed off um, before 90 minutes. Um, but yeah, so my bench, Martinez got four points. So I start with um, Leno, so obviously um, happy with that. But then Watkins scored and got, was it three bonus or two bonus? Watkins got Did he get three in the end. Yeah, because he got a yellow card, didn't he? Yeah, and then Bamford got an assist and then came off before half-time. 
So yeah, my bench did pretty well. Um, and my team, not so well. But yeah, it's a shame, because Gundogan came on for a few minutes at the City match. Mm. And if he didn't, then Watkins would have come on for me, which would have saved my week. Well, made it a bit better. But yeah, so not great this week for me. Yeah, mine went pretty similarly to yours. I had a couple more returns. Uh, and my game week rank was in the end 2 mil. Not bad, but not great. So 49 with four hits. Uh, yeah, in terms of my returns, I had Jesse Lingard, water player, keeps on returning. Uh, I had Salah, captain, which actually went pretty well. I uh, had Leno clean sheet, which was nice. And then I got quite lucky in that I got Bamford off my bench because Diaz got zero. I mean, I say lucky, Bamford in the end only got an assist, but I'll take it. And yeah, apart from that, again, uh, I made two transfers this week. I got in Nat Phillips and Leno. Leno did well. Phillips didn't, unfortunately. Um, And the player I transferred out was, of course, Stuart Dallas, who scored a brace, obviously. That's just how it works. That's just, yeah. Uh, So, I mean, not the best of weeks for me, but better than Jake. So, (laughs) yeah. Wasn't hard to beat. True, very true. Um, Yeah, so those are our teams. Right, next, to move on to some hot topics. The hottest topic, of course, being Tottenham's double this week with two fixtures against Everton and Southampton. Very good looking fixture there. Most of us will have um, Kane and Son. I've only got Kane, but I know a lot of people have Kane and Son. You are obviously allowed three Tottenham players. Not saying you should get a third Tottenham player, but who would your third Tottenham player be? Um, Well, yeah, I've got Kane and Son. Um, Third would probably be... I mean, this is obviously hypothetical because I wouldn't... They've got the blank in 33 and I'm pretty happy with my team for 32. Um, But if I had to, it'd probably be defender either in... Loris, um, or possibly Reguilon. Yeah, because obviously he's got... The, there's a bit of rotation risk, but he's obviously got the attacking potential. And Loris, um, I mean, they're playing two teams who are finding it hard to score at the moment. Yeah, uh, I think I agree. I think people are looking at, you know, differentials in Lucas Mora, maybe Tangi and Dombele. I, I'd probably... St- Stay away from them because, again, they're for the same price you get like Justin Lingard, um, who's just a beast. But anyway, I think you're right to highlight those two. I think Regulon. I think he might not be as big a rotation as you th- as you think because yeah. Tottenham, of course, haven't got Europa anymore. Yeah. Although they do have the cup final coming up, which will actually be a huge match for them. Do they? Do they have that? Cup final coming up? Isn't that why they blank? Am I... Am I... Yeah. Where's the Carabao Cup final? Carabao... Yeah, the Cup yeah, final what... is in just under two weeks. 20. Yeah. Um, so it is something to bear in mind when you're transferring in that third defender, that third Spurs player, that they're going to have to blank next week. So... 
Mm. Interesting. Who would you go out of them? Larice or Reguilon? Um, probably Reguilon. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Right, next, I think we should talk about um, something which sort of escaped my attention, but I've remembered it. And um, it's the fact that we've obviously got the deadline coming up on Friday. It's a weird game weekend that it stretches out to a Thursday. And the reason for that is being the FA Cup semi-final with Leicester playing Southampton and City playing Chelsea in the FA Cup semis. The big thing there, though, is that the deadline passes before the FA Cup. So it, there's obviously a huge injury risk there, potentially a rotation risk. So obviously I know Leicester players are getting a lot of attention. How how do you sort of balance transferring in a Leicester player early and being a bit cautious maybe about the FA Cup match? Quite hard one to judge. I mean, what, the obvious way to go about it is probably not double or triple up on those teams um, and make sure, obviously, that you've got some cover on your bench. So obviously, for example, I'm looking, I haven't made the transfer yet, but I'm looking to transfer Ian Acho in um, for 32 for his good run of fixtures, um, which, I mean, hopefully, I mean, he's he's been in much, much better form than Vardy, so hopefully he'll keep his spot when Madison returns obviously he didn't start last week um and obviously hopefully um he won't um, be rested if he plays in the fa cup yeah i've actually i've already transferred in ian actually i feared he would have a price rise last night so i did it last night didn't have a price rise um but i've got him now anyway so it's it's quite worrying though because you know if he plays I don't know say it goes into extra time and he plays 120 minutes against Southampton in the FA yeah. final semi final sorry then you're suddenly worried about his starting place on Thursday against West Brom. Another two semi finalists are Chelsea and City, who were both in good form, who are both got a lot yeah. to pay for in the Premier League. City kind of already got the title though, but anyway. Um, and they both have Europe. They're both playing in the Champions League either today or tomorrow. Particularly the Man City, do you think it's time to just ditch them all together? Um, I wouldn't say all together. I mean, their defence is still very good, although obviously not what it was in the middle, well, earlier in the season. Um, and Chelsea, I mean, they have conceded in their last two matches conceding five against West Brom. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it may be smart. I think a lot of people have ditched um, City altogether, but I'm, I'm going to be keeping Diaz. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of rotation. Um, and to be honest, there's still a fair amount of rotation with Chelsea in who's going to play in midfield and even defenders when Thiago Silva comes back after his red card suspension. Mm. But is it just time to... I think Diaz is probably the best one to still own, maybe Edison. Yeah. But do you think I mean, all the others... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be getting rid of Gundogan because he's too much of a rotation risk, even for his price. 
Um, but I, I, in my opinion, if you have Diaz, I'd stick with him. I mean, it's very likely that he's going to be playing 95% of the remainder of City's games in the Prem. Well, he's got his rest now. He's one of those players that doesn't get many rests. Yeah. And he's had his rest. So hopefully he'll be fine from now until the end of the season. Um, so we've talked about Dan Man City. Uh, another team sort of pushing for Champions League, like Chelsea are, are West Ham. They've been very entertaining, but <laughs> very strange how they seem to always go 3 and a lap in the first half and then semi-bottle it in the second half. But this, this semi-bottling, does it sort of raise a concern about their defence? Maybe Aaron Craswell being blank in the last couple of weeks? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I've brought in Cresswell fairly recently, I think for game week 29. Um, but West Ham have conceded um, two or more goals in their last three games, which obviously isn't great defensively. Mm-hmm. And he's not really been getting any re- attacking returns, um, which you kind of, ex- well, not expect, but he's one of those player defenders um, that is more attacking. So, um, I don't know, maybe it's time to ditch West Ham defence. I mean, obviously, they've been great going forward, scoring three goals in their last three games against, obviously, pretty decent teams as well. It's interesting you talk about ditching them because I'd say that their fixture run going now until the end of the season is very, very strong. Um, But I, I see, like... Cresswell's form is kind of starting to worry me. Um, yeah. I think Newcastle should be a return for him. If if, a, if not a clean sheet, should be an assist. So I'm happy to stick with yeah. him for that. But then obviously Chelsea next week when there are plenty of blanks. So mm, yeah, I think uh, I'll probably unless something goes I don't know drastically wrong in the next few fixtures for West Ham. I'll probably hold him um, till the end of the season because, as you said, they do have a nice run of fixtures. Well, he does have that injury. We don't know how bad that could be because... True. I mean, still on a 75% chance of playing, but I'll, I'll, I'll be waiting for some team news, some injury news from David Moyes about Krasnov because that could be a nice way to maybe get a slightly cheaper defender and then get funds elsewhere. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, next thing to talk about is um, a certain premium player, a certain big hitter, if you will, um, who's, to me, looked a little bit out of form. And probably guess where I'm going here with, with this? Bruno Fernandes. Everyone's favorite yeah. premium penalty merchant. Um He's got decent fixtures, I'd say, but he is looking a bit out of form. And there are plenty of cheaper options out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do, I, do, I do get it. I mean, he's really not been returning like he used to um, earlier in the season. And obviously, there are lots of players that have been in great form. My differential I mentioned a couple of weeks ago um, Pereira for West Brom has been racking up the points. 
with decent fixtures. Um, and obviously Lingard in great form as well with um, good fixtures for West Ham. I mean, obviously there are better options. Well, players with much better form and slightly better fixtures than Bruno Fernandes does have at the moment. Um, but I'm willing to stick with him. I mean, we saw earlier in the season he went through a bit... Um, he, he he went through many, many returns and then kind of stopped for a couple of weeks and then started returning again. So maybe just that pattern. And then from now um, or next week until the end of the season, he might be um, returning again. So I'm willing to hold him because, to be honest, I'm very happy with my midfield at the moment. Other than Gundogan, I've got a fairly expensive but fairly strong um, midfield. Have you got any plans to bring Jesse Lingard in? I've already got him in. Oh, this week? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Finally yeah. paved in. Um, uh, mm. There's interesting people who don't already have Jesse Lingard and already have a strong midfield. And they're looking to either have Bruno Fernandes or Jesse Lingard. It's a tough decision, that one. Yeah. I mean, it is. Um, I guess it's just how long... I mean, obviously, in my opinion, Lingard isn't generally as good as he is at the moment. He's not... He's obviously in great form, but I don't think he'll be able to sustain it. So I think it's just a matter of how long you think Lingard will keep returning like this over Bruno, who is probably more trustworthy over a longer amount of time. And then last thing about Bruno Fernandes is, is there a slightly cheaper Manchester United option? Not a Manchester United loanee, uh, but Mason Greenwood. I've, I think he's a very interesting differential. Um, yeah, I mean, he might be a good option. Obviously, similar thing with Lingard. I think last season when Greenwood... Um, was doing pretty well. Like everyone was saying, I'm pretty sure to get him in. But um, I think he stopped returning after a few weeks. Um, but yeah, to be honest, he's he. Obviously, there's a bit of rotation risk about him, and um, he's actually quite expensive for. He, he's seven million, so I mean, there are obviously. Bruno is 11 point something, I think 11 million or something. Um, but if you're looking for a cheaper player who's in good form, um, I mean, I don't think he's the one to be looking for, honestly. Okay, then. Uh, I think this kind of spoils the next thing. But uh, again, we've put together a bit of a Game Week 32 watch list. Uh, a striker, a midfielder and a defender. You might be able to guess who the midfielder is from our discussions. Um, but let's reveal the striker first of all. It's a certain Alex Lacazette. Scored a brace last night. Good fixtures coming up for Arsenal. Um, I, know not, I know we're probably not going to have him in our plans, but would you give him a watch? Would you think about him as an option, Alex Lacazette? Um, I wouldn't. I mean, obviously, like you said, he's not part of my plans, but if he continues in the form he's in at the moment, 
I mean, he got a goal against Spurs, goal and assist against um, West Ham, and brace against Sheffield United. He's in, he's in good form, but um, he's too expensive. And there are, I mean, Kane is obviously the premium striker, and then you generally want about six to seven million pounds for your other two, or maybe another expensive one. But I think he's too expensive if you, unless you don't have Kane. I want to bring in a differential. But then, so we're looking at this three, obviously three striker slots. You've got one reserved for Kane, obviously. Then at the moment, I think we're all sort of at a six mil, like you say, with Watkins and Bamford, both of whom have tough fixtures. We're maybe changing one of them to Ian Acho. Does that, we should have the money then to maybe step up to Lacazette. Would you consider that move maybe? Bamford and Watkins to Ian Acho and Laka? Yeah, I mean, the thing with Bamford, yes, he's got uh, Liverpool and then United, but then till the end of the season, Leeds have some really nice fixtures. So um, unless you're really struggling for players, um, for uh, good fixtures over, you know, this week and the next week, um, I'd be willing to hold him. Okay, uh, so Lacazette, an interesting one to look out for, but probably doesn't fit into everyone's striker plans. Uh, next is Mason Greenwood, who we talked about. 2% ownership, very, very low. And those next two fixtures coming up, Burnley and Leeds, a lot of room for attacking, a lot yeah. of attacking returns there. You do mention he's a bit expensive for the kind of options we have. And then finally, the defender, again, we've mentioned, but I included him because he's got a double, is uh, Regulon, who is only at 3.9% ownership. I would say his price is a bit off-putting as a defender. There are a lot of cheaper options in the market, but the fixtures that are on there, I mean, it's really hard to balance that because you've obviously got a double this week and a very good double. Then you've got a blank next week. And then you've got relegated Sheffield United the week after. So it's hard to decide if that's a good or a bad fixture list. Probably good. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it depends on uh, how many players you can field for 33. Mm. Because you've got a double up on City still and a double up on Spurs. Um, Obviously, you don't really want to be bringing in a third Spurs player. Or second, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then uh, let's talk about captains for this week. I'm not sure it's much of a discussion, really. Uh, Kane, I'd expect to be everyone's captain. Is it even worth thinking about anyone else? You know, Fernandez, uh, captain material against Burnley, even Lingard, or just Kane, don't even think about it? Um, yeah, I mean, unless you don't have... Um... Spurs attacking player well I'd say Kane or Son it'd be pretty risky to captain another Spurs midfielder or attacker Um, but yeah if you don't have Kane or Son then I think Salah or Salah probably um, is probably the next best option against Leeds I mean it's a very high scoring match last time 4-3 to Liverpool Salah hat-trick yeah and obviously um Leeds are, well, not so much last match against City because of the red card, but normally very attacking, likely the same. 
leaving lots of space to for players to play. Yeah. Um. So Kane, just the out and out favorite captaincy big. Yeah. Uh, right then, yeah. I think it's time for us to reveal our teams. Uh, obviously, captained by Kane. But what else uh, have I got? First of all, oh no, yeah, here we go. This is my team. Uh, so I haven't actually made the second transfer yet. My first transfer has been Watkins out, Ianacho in. My second transfer is Target out, mystery defender in. Now the mystery <laughs> defender is not there to, for you to guess. It's there for you to help me decide, basically. Because my budget is around 5, 5.5 mil. I've got a couple I'm thinking about. Fofana, maybe. My differential of 8 Nuri, who I quite like. And Luke Shaw. Uh, then the rest of the team, I've got Leno and Goal again. Cresswell and Lingard from West Ham with a good fixture there. I'm going to trust Diaz and Gundogan. Not sure how likely they are to play. But against Villa... Might have to just trust them. As for Laqueta, who still hasn't got a clean sheet yet, despite all the hype. Fernandez and Salah as the premiums in that midfield, and then obviously Kane, captain up top. And I'm benching Nat Phillips against Leeds because I don't see a clean sheet in it for Liverpool. But then I'm also benching my Leeds attackers. So I'm a bit confused for this week, basically, let's just say. Uh, but mystery defender. Eight Nuri or Shaw? Um, it's a tough one. Um, or any others, would you suggest? To be honest, if you're going for a Wolves defender, I'd stick with Cody or Size. to be honest, personally. Um, Shaw, I mean, Man United have got all right fixtures, but haven't been too great defensively. Mm. Um, Fafana, I mean, again, he's back in the team now after injury. So Leicester should be stronger defensively, but they haven't been too great recently. That may be because of his absence. Mm. Um, but yeah, he looks, obviously they've got fixtures, great fixtures, um, so he might be a good option to bring in. Okay then, and let's take a look at Ludo's team just quickly. So he's got that Spurs triple up. Uh, he's bought in Larice and Lingard this week. Um, Kevin De Bruyne, I've noticed. Um, where's Kevin De Bruyne gone? I'm a bit confused about his team actually. Yeah. Last, or maybe he's taken an eight here. I don't know. Uh, we'll have to ask him. But he's gone five at the back again. Very strong looking five at the back. So yeah. Kelsey double up. Shaw, Alexander Arnold, Cody, Son and Kane, obviously. Yeah. Salah, Lingard, and Ian Atcher. Pretty good team. Um, yeah. Yeah, pretty strong. And then lastly is yours. Um, yes. So yeah, I'd say a pretty strong team. I've made one transfer so far in bringing Lingard in. Um yeah, so, and as I said earlier, I'm thinking of bringing Iheanacho in, which I probably will do for Watkins. Um, but the thing is, I'm not sure who to bench out of Phillips and Gundogan. Because, um, like you said, Leeds have been very attacking and they scored twice against City. Um, 
with a red card. Um, so I'm not sure if I see Liverpool keep um, blocking them out. Um, obviously, Gundogan has the rotation risk, um, and he's got FA Cup and Champions League. Well, sorry, uh, yeah, and Champions League instead of Liverpool. Um, yeah, but I'd say Nat Phillips is pretty nailed on. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure who to bench out of those two. I'm going to give you like I'm not going to give you an answer, but I'm going to give you two things to look out for, which is a uh, City's lineup against. Uh, Dortmund, see if Gundogan's there, yeah. and B any Rafinha injury news, because if Rafinha's out, I'd sort of favour Phillips's chance at a clean sheet a bit more. Yeah. And obviously, if Gundogan starts against Dortmund, I doubt he'd start against Villa. Yeah, it's a tough one. And then other than that, obviously, Kane captain, Son vice. Um, yeah, Leno in goal, Fulham's good fixture, and hopefully my defence will do better than it has done the past couple of weeks. I've just had a thought, which is, so it seems as if this City rotation is literally on a one-game basis, so like Gunner will play one game, miss the next, play the next one. And what I forgot in terms of this week is obviously if Gunner plays against Dortmund, the next match immediately after is Chelsea in the FA Cup fi- semi-final, yeah. And then he could be back in the squad for Villa. So it's a tough one to call. Yeah, it's a really hard one to call as well because you don't know the FA Cup lineup until after the deadline. Yeah, a lot of uncertainties surrounding this game week. And the last thing from us is, as usual, um, the perfect game week thirty-two, eleven, which you guys have voted for. On Twitter and Instagram, you voted for the players you think will do the best. And here is who you voted for. So, 3-4-3. Three, three. Mendy stays in goal. Cresswell, Alexander-Arnold and Rudiger. Lingard, vice-captain. Uh, Fernandez, Son, Salah. Harry Kane with the captaincy, obviously. And then Leicester double up up top with Vardy and Dianaccio. Strong team. Yeah. So, um, what what do you think about the Nice. Um, I'd say a couple of things. Just, um, I guess, Rudiger over Azpilicueta. I mean, obviously, Rudiger does normally start, but I think Azpilicueta is obviously every game and more attacking, I'd say. Um... And then, I guess, Jamie Vardy, to be honest. I mean, the fixtures, yeah, I'm not sure. He's got a good fixture, but he's not. He's really not been in great form. Mm. Um, yeah, I like the team, except I think Rudiger will start. I'm happy with that. But Vardy, again, yeah. not being in very good form. Um, Okie dokie, then. That's it from us. Um Make sure you tune in for our uh, Game Week 32 deadline podcast on Friday at 6pm. Again, subscribe on YouTube, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and join the league. 01TOQK is the code. And we'll see you on Friday. Goodbye.